Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, hosted by Makiba and Brittany, two former NFL cheerleaders discussing hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and revealing the truth behind the palms. Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. We have a special guest with us today. Yes, we do. Okay, I'm building suspense. So, everybody, this is one of our dear friends as part of the pedestrian crew, Lindsay. Yay. We don't give you her last name unless you really want to. <laughs> it's a cool last name. I'll stay anonymous. <laughs> but Lindsay danced with us with on the Seahawks um, cheerleading team for four years. Uh, we met, mm-hmm. obviously, her rookie year. Yeah. But right? That was my year off. Off the time. <laughs> It's okay that year, but your rookie year was like Super Bowl year, so we'll yes. have some extra juicy tidbits from that year because that was a very special year for you. But we brought her on this episode because it's called Where Are You Now? And Lindsay is like my EDM dance music diva. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I have to, we have to find a song title that like fits uh, the genre. So did we do good? Yes. You yes, do like it? Good. Okay. It's a good song. <laughs> it's a good song. Well, we're talking about life after pro cheerleading, like, how you transition, you know, that first year off and because you're so busy during the season, mm-hmm. what you finally have time for in terms of a life, right? Do you yeah. have a life now? I do. It's <laughs> crazy. Congratulations. <laughs> you forget, like, what other things you're interested in until, exactly. you know, you're no longer practicing two, right. two times a week, dancing games every week. Exactly. It's it's taxing. And mm-hmm. this is, so this is basically your both of your first years in retirement, essentially. Um, yeah. this no, is year oh, two no, for me. I retired yeah, same year. Okay. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's, it's kind of, it feels like, does it feel like it was a long time ago? It does. Kind it of? totally does. I mean, there's, in some ways it feels like it happened like yesterday. Right. right but right. then, yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a lifetime ago that I was in doing all years. that. Yeah. <laughs> it does fly by. It was, it was. Sure. Yeah. But you're a seamstress, a very talented one. You made oh, your wedding dress. You're so sweet. <laughs> I love your wedding dress. And all of her so audition cool. tops. Like, right. You yeah. are, yeah. That was stood out to me. That was one of the things that I definitely put on the back burner for a long time. Because, I mean, when you're practicing after work, like, when are you going to have time to, yeah. to make things? So I would always try and make, like, swimsuits and audition tops. That's, okay, that's, that's right. Audition tops plus swimsuits for the swimsuit calendar. Yeah. And... Your wedding dress. But it was always like just like of... events because I didn't have time to do like little things here and there and I never did things for other people. What's this, um, you know, I'm going to screw up the name, but the event that you go to for EDM's sake and you have the cutest outfits that you make for that. What is that called? <laughs> it depends on which <laughs> one, Yeah, right? which one are which you talking about? Freak night or? Right, yeah, it's parent something. Paradiso. Oh, Paradiso. Yes. I used to do right. Paradiso, yeah. And all these cute outfits. It's like, so hey. fun, yeah. I love making costumes. <laughs> if I could just make costumes, that would be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, we're going to get into what you have been making mm-hmm. a little later on in mm-hmm. the episode since you've retired, but... We'd start each show with cheer chat. And Lindsay actually is a fan, a friend of the show. Is that what people call Oh my gosh, I'm like the number one fan. I yeah. love you guys. <laughs> Every Wednesday morning on yes. my way to work, I'm like cracking up on the bus. Oh so my gosh. Thank you for listening. Thank you yes, so much. I love it. I love it. We just came back from an episode. <laughs> a little intermission. Um, we forgot to mention in introducing Lindsay that she is a very, very, very loving animal lover. Lover and owner. <laughs> Of how many pets? <laughs> Only three right now, crazily enough. Okay. That's the fewest I've had in a long time. <laughs> Shoot. But you've mentioned a few times that if you could do anything, it would be like open a rescue. Oh, I'd right? love to do that, yeah. I mean, so yeah. you love animals. You always have. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do too. We have pets. But we do. you're like a rescuer, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> the animal whisperer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Roscoe... Um, Reminded everyone that he's in the building. Yeah. <laughs> a sweet doggy. He saw, saw a squirrel, squirrel outside. Sure. <laughs> Went ate shit. No, but, <laughs> no, it was awesome. Uh, we might give you a couple barks in while we're editing just yeah. because it was so funny. That'll be our bleep for any customers <laughs> instead of <laughs> the sensor noise. Perfect. Yeah, done with that sensor, didn't you? Oh right. my gosh. Uh, but we were going to get into cheer chat and we decided to take on the topic of ambassador. Like a promo squad slash promo squad um, for different teams that don't actually dance on game day, but they interact with fans and they're kind of like, they're the promo girls. Yeah. Some teams call them like brand ambassadors, I guess. 
And so these are women that are probably chosen. I'm assuming they auditioned for the team and then maybe didn't make it, but they liked their look. I mean, we can't, I, I can't tell what's really going on in terms of how they're selected. Right? Which yeah. teams have them? Because not all teams have this situation. Yeah, so it's the Texans, Patriots, Redskins. Yeah, yeah. The Saints and then the Ravens. Right. Have these promo teams, but um, there were a couple articles, and we'll post them below about just because you know the NFL cheerleaders have been in the news about how poorly they're treated, and then I guess the promo cheerleaders were more of like a hey, we don't have it so great either. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what did you see that, I mean, was it surprising that they're out there mingling with fans and that they might be subjected to more? I just would be kind of offended on either side. Like, if I was a promo girl, I'd be like, oh, so I'm not, I don't have the dance ability to mm. be a dancer. Um, and then if you're a dancer, I'd be like, well, I'm just butt ugly, but I oh, dance well. Like, yeah. how would that make you feel if you were on either side? I don't think I would appreciate the experience as much. Like, if that was mm. my goal to be an NFL cheerleader. <laughs> And they're like, oh, but we really like your look. And, you know, because some of them are like selected for their calendars, the swimsuit calendars mm-hmm. or the team calendars that they put out on the team. So I think it would be very telling as to how they viewed me if yeah, they're selecting right. me for that and that only. So I know that at least the, the Patriots had a separate audition for their promo squad, which was after their regular auditions. Oh, wow. I don't know how the other teams mm. do it. If it's like they audition and then if they don't make it and they liked the look that they oh, okay. reach out, I don't know how that works. But And what talents would they be judging at that point? Because, you know, I, it doesn't sound like the promo squads dance or do any performances yeah. or any kind. So maybe they're doing more interviews or something where they're trying to see how you interact with Oh, that's fans. a very good point. Yeah, like what are you evaluating? Yeah, I would think they would need to be able to have a conversation with people, mm-hmm. interact with fans well. Right. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they do interviews. I don't. I actually don't know. I can't hmm. speak to that. But and then it's like let's test how well you interact with fans. But the fans are like roping their butts and mm-hmm. acting like inappropriate when they're visiting them at suites on game day. Like, yeah, could you right. imagine? Are our fans just like really good? Like, are the twelves like literally the class? Well, of just the ultimate classiest group of fans. We like, also I have never not had. me. <laughs> <laughs> we also have two security officers with two girls. True. Everywhere that we go, I mean, there were some of the promo cheerleaders saying that they didn't have them sometimes, and they were on their yeah. own. Well, we I can't imagine, like when we were on our own, like doing like promos. Oh yeah, just yeah. Out yeah. In the community, like, that, out and about. But that's yeah. also a different environment than game day. Like game true. day, people are drinking, and you know they're all yeah, hyped up, and maybe they think that certain things are appropriate that normally right. wouldn't be appropriate. But we went to both Super. Well, you guys went to both Super Bowls. <laughs> um, Broncos don't have a promo squad, but the Patriots do. So when we were out and about doing promotional things with them. Um, leading up to the Super Bowl, did you guys ask any of them or encounter the promo oh, squad? Mm-hmm. You did? Yeah. I don't remember. The, I did. I can't remember what morning show it was that I did, but mm-hmm. some of the girls from the Patriots team that were there, it was like intermixed. Some of them were promo girls and some of them were um, cheerleaders. Oh, we were just asking them about it. Well, they're mm-hmm. lucky they got to go. Not right? like that, but I would think that <clears throat> just take what you need, kind of exactly. bare minimum. Gosh. Well, interesting. Did yeah, was, you know, there, there were definitely, their, their promo cheerleaders were there at the Super Bowl. Interesting. Yeah, and they were obviously doing the same events that their regular cheerleaders were doing, so. Hmm. But how awkward if you're doing an interview and then people are like, so, how does it feel dancing out there on the field on game day? And I they're know. like... I feel like, yeah, they'd probably have to field all sorts of questions like that, especially if they're going around during the game while the other cheerleaders right. are performing. They're probably getting those kinds of questions all the time. Crazy. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, um, I think it was from another article, and sort of off topic, but the Saints cheerleaders were saying that basically before their game day that they have to sell their quota of calendars before, or they're not allowed to dance. So I'm, oh like, God. they would set game their, day? That'd be my day. worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I, would be, I would be so screwed. I would never get to dance. But it was something where they, they kind of like, based on your performance or whatever, that they're actually selecting who's performing like, that's a lot of pressure. Work. That is hell I don't like that. We had kind of a similar thing for the game. We all split up. Sometimes you would take a break. Like you weren't doing anything before mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. Just relaxing. Um, that was rare. <laughs> yeah, it really was. There would be like that two girls rare. relaxing. And that happened like, to me like once. <laughs> yeah, me too. Or the half of the team was performing. And then the other half was selling calendars. Mm-hmm. And we like were handed like 10 and then 15, then 20. It felt like each year there was more that more you had to sell. And it was kind of like you were frowned upon if you came mm-hmm. back with any. 
Like, you had to sell them. And sometimes you'd be out there until, like, the last minute because you didn't want to go back with calendars in your hand. (laughs) Yes. It was pretty bad. You'd be like, we have to get ready to go out now and perform. So maybe it makes sense that way. Mm -hmm. Like, you have a specific job. So, I don't know. Timing-wise. they might be pushing the calendars, these promo girls. Right. And And are they in it? Yeah. That That is weird. Well, I mean, shout out to the uh, promo cheerleaders or promo brand ambassadors um i'm curious if they 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 to the extent the nfl teams are going to improve upon what they how they treat their cheerleaders and they absolutely should be taking these girls into account as well Mm -hmm. right because so true they should have security with them they should be paid Mm -hmm. for everything that they're doing and you know if it's purely based on looks and appeal that's it's kind of weird but there are brand ambassadors. Like yeah, yeah. Even for alcohol, they might yeah. have their promo I used to girls. do, girls I used to do yeah. um, liquor promotions and yeah. stuff. So right. it's a pretty girl, you know, and their outfits, I'm assuming, are like the uniforms that the girls are wearing. So yeah. maybe it's not like awful. They're doing the same thing that we do. So it's yeah. not, you know, yeah. minus the dancing, but... Yeah, but Lindsay says she noticed that they keep it pretty secretive, right? There's only yeah. one team that like will outward like say that yeah, they have a promo squad. Call, they like call them something different than yeah. the cheerleaders. Yeah, I guess for me, like I, the reason I did it was for the dancing. I, yeah. I, I you know, I wouldn't have been interested if it was just appearances. So you'd turn down the offer? Totally. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't want to have the time commitment if I wasn't getting to perform. Yeah, that's uh, right. But you. I know that everyone does you. it for different reasons. So. Mm-hmm. You know. Or if you think you're like, you know, well, I don't want to ruin my chances or relationship yeah. or they see something in yeah. me, they see hope in me. And I was going to say, they probably yeah. promise like, oh, if you work on your dance, mm-hmm. be a promo girl for a few years and then, yeah. and then when you, you audition for their dancing. Mm-hmm. 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 Then you yeah. kind of feel like you had to if you right. wanted any opportunity. Right. To yeah. To be like, no thanks. But I would put a positive spin on it. I'm with you. I'd be like, well, you know what? I'm just going to really push myself mm-hmm. and come back next year. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Even stronger or whatever, mm-hmm. I, w- I would probably pass on the yeah promo activities. Right. Well, because if you think about it, that's going to take away time from you being able to prepare exactly. your dancing experience exactly. if you're going around and doing events and all that type of stuff. It'd be hard to find time to work on your dancing. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. Well, I do hope that they are treated well. We just thought we'd bring that up because, you know, should we be embracing them as part of the pro cheerleading family that we're trying to... If you're a promo girl, we're, we're missing anything from that promo girl. That is not what you call it. If you're a brand ambassador or um, whatever they call them, promo cheerleader, whatever, hit us up. Let us know. Yeah. Maybe we're missing yeah. something. These are just yeah, articles and limited information out there. There so. is. And like, yeah, are they on the website? Like, we don't even know. Do they do they give them any kind of publicity like around the fact that they stuff? Yeah. yeah. That'd be so, interesting to find out. We're curious, so let us know. Mm-hmm. Now we get to interview Lindsay. I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> um, hi. Hi. Tell us about yourself. Like we, you are such a phenomenal dancer. Like oh, you can do so sweet. pirouettes in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna break that down, Lindsay. Okay, we traveled together. We've had so much amazing fun, and this girl is literally a freak of nature. <laughs> She can just bust out of nowhere in like going out club wear and just do a quadruple turn, not even the triple, right? Like <laughs> she seeks it out. Okay, it's like oh, someone oh threw God. up and we're mopping it up, <laughs> and now it's like a wet floor that they have a science is like you know floor stay is wet, away. stay away. She's like, I got this. Boom, boom, press, turn, 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 turn. turn, 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 turn. She doesn't fall and bust her ass. She doesn't. You are just a marvel, I swear. So clearly, you need to break down your dance background to be able to do stuff like that. I also just love to make people laugh. So even if it means falling on my ass in a puddle in the club, I will do it. Hasn't happened yet. That would be no? the day. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, um, I come from a more technical background. I grew up doing ballet and tap and jazz. I Nothing Makiba and I know about. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that's It's me. true. Yeah. None of that for me. Um, so, I mean, I, I was much more of, like, a studio dancer. All okay. through high school, I competed, and I did, like, um, recitals, that kind of stuff. And okay. 
I never thought that I would be dancing with pom poms. Like that was not was something that I ever. For you? So like, foreign. It was so and dancing with your hair down. That was like another another thing. thing. It drove yeah. me crazy. Oh, I hated right. having my hair always down. in a bun. Always something. in a bun or in a ponytail. I never wore our hair down. So in high school, did you kind of not shade the cheerleaders, but were you like, I would never do that because that's how I was. <laughs> I was like, I would never be a cheerleader for high school. Like so, I thought they were kind of lame. Well, yeah. they are for my school, but. <laughs> Some schools are good. But. Yeah, right. But mine was not. You know, my senior year, we started a dance team. Cool. For, separate from the cheer squad. And oh we actually gosh. had a former Seagull who coached. That is so cool. And so that's kind of like where I first got into it. Mm-hmm. But I okay. mean, like, even that was such... It was just... What was so, the style? Was it like palm? It was very seagull style. Oh, you know, it was very oh, seagull style. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Which I liked. I liked it a lot. It was a mm-hmm. good time. I still kind of turned my nose up at it a little just because, you know, I was still like in the thick of my competition days and I thought I was going to go to Broadway and all that. Heck but. Yeah, I <laughs> but yeah, then I went to college and we didn't really have a dance program. Like I taught our dance classes through really? our school. When you were yeah. in college? Yeah. Like students taught. So where did you go to school? WSU. Okay. Yeah. So I taught... Washington State yeah, University. Yeah, Washington. <laughs> <Go kicks. laughs> um, so I taught a couple classes, like my, I think it was my sophomore through senior year. And so we just didn't really have anywhere for me to take class. Got you. So my okay. end of my freshman year, I tried out for the dance team, which was also a separate entity from the WSU cheer team. Got it. Oh, okay. We both had pom-poms. We both did the chants, I guess, together, but we didn't really... You did like, the what together? The cheers. They, you know, they oh, I thought you said the chants. I was like, yeah, what happens were, at the Yeah, they were kind of chants. Okay, know? chants. Yeah. Not chants. Like, no. With a T. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we'd join in and we'd like rally a little, but we didn't do the stunting. We didn't hold up the signs. You Got know, it. They didn't do, they didn't do any dancing at How all. How long had they been around? Were they pretty new when the you started? Squad? The yeah. Pink, the Crimson Girls. Oh, the Crimson Girls. Yeah. They started it, I think in the early 2000s. So they'd been okay. around for like a few years by okay. the time that I, that I was there. Got it. And yeah, so we were like strictly dancing and we, I mean, it was like intense. I mean, we went, we went and did UDA and US, I think it's, is oh, it USC? The dance UDA was one of them. I can't really. <laughs> I did UDA too. Oh, it was USA, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I always did UDA, but they've done different ones since I've Yeah, left. I did UDA too. But yeah, we we always competed. We either did hip hop or jazz. I mean, it was like a serious thing. We Crimson practiced girls were good. Week. I remember, didn't they and win? And they've gotten even better since really? I left. They've gotten way more technical, and mm-hmm. I love it, though. It's yeah. Awesome. That's so that cool. That is cool. But yeah. And they have a few that have obviously become Seattle Seahawks cheerleaders. And mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot, lot of them now. Yeah, dancers. And mm-hmm. so, um, so what did you, how did you view, like, cheerleaders versus dancers? So did the cheerleaders just not dance or did it, was it kind of, yeah, they, oh, they just They didn't, really didn't. They, um, did they not know how or they, honestly, like they didn't do it? They only recently were starting to be allowed to stunt again. There was like this huge rule for a while just, oh. to, just at the school. they were getting hurt. Yeah, I think yeah. there was like injuries and so my freshman or my sophomore year, the first year I danced, mm-hmm. they were barely lifting them. They had their signs and they had barely their cheers. Lifting. Like they would <laughs> really? be able to do with like, me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, little jump. Okay, down. <laughs> I mean, they were, like, doing the most basic stunts because they really didn't want people to get hurt. But mm-hmm. now I know that they actually compete, too. They didn't compete the whole time I was there. Wow. Okay. They've started doing nationals now, too, and they're doing a lot more, I think, because they've built that reputation back up. Got you. Yeah. So did you – so you performed football games and basketball games? or Yeah, you, yeah okay. and uh, men's and women's basketball, okay. and we did women's volleyball. Oh, it was, wow. like, it was, like, all year round, basically. Yeah, that's a big commitment. Yeah. Yeah. That's really true. Yeah, we went back to school a week early and had, like, intensive practices. We usually did, like, some kind of dance camp. Mm-hmm. It was usually at Eastern. Is that mm-hmm. the one in Ellensburg? Or Central. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah, we usually had, like, a dance camp at Central. It was intense. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like it. And we practiced twice a week. They weren't as long as Seagull practices. They were usually, like, two hours, but... Oh. Do you think they kind of had, like a, like, a look standard, too? Or was it, I mean, this not to sound mean, but like, did <clears throat> anybody with like, were they more dance focused or looks or both? Much more dance focused. Okay. Um, I mean, I think there was still that standard, you know, like we, I don't know, we all learned how to like draw our abs in and stuff. What? Draw your abs <laughs> in? Oh yeah, dude. I used to draw my abs in. What? I didn't no, do it on CDLs. With like this 
contouring powder stuff. Oh I don't know. Gosh. I like learned from one of the older girls. So, yeah, I used to like shade in your abs a little bit. We <laughs> Sally Hansen. Yeah. Sally Hansen like all over. Because I mean, who's tan in Pullman? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> no tanning salons, huh? <clears throat> there was, there were some and we did get no like. No sponsor? Or you did? We got a sponsor, but I mean, we were broke college students. Right. Like, we yeah, got spray true. tans like when I absolutely right. needed them for like a party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like Sally Hansen day and night. (laughs) Yeah. It was nasty. Peyton in the abs. Yeah, we put in, we like shaded in our abs. But yeah, I mean, like we learned how to do makeup. We had a specific like lip color that we wore. You did? What was it? Do you remember? I don't remember. It was red. Yeah, it was like a red. It was called like Satin Cabernet. It was horrible because it was like the kind that dries. Oh. It's like really crusty. Was it like a liquid matte? You know, like, okay. Oh, those are terrible. They kind of are. I know, they're so dry. But um, we, so we kind of had like a, we had, we had, no, we didn't have earrings. We had, we had to wear clear crystal earrings. But yeah, other than that, it was like you could wear your hair curly or straight. I, for a while, um, you were supposed to have your hair down. I, for a while, did like the little poof thing because that was right. the thing. Oh, I remember that. I was <laughs> trying so hard to get that poof. Some of then. the girls did like the little like, else, uh, what's her name from the hills? She did like the braid thing. That oh, right, right. Really popular. Oh, yeah, yeah, so mm-hmm. that was a thing for a while. But most of us just wore it down. But styled. Yeah. You know, you couldn't just yeah. be out there. Did you have to take out all your body jewelry? No. No, I don't know if they have rules on that now. Now, but when I was there, I had a belly button ring in for all of my pictures. Yeah, so to me, I think it's like college. Like I was yeah. saying, like that reminds yeah. me of like college where it's just like relaxed rules. Did you have any yeah. like weight restrictions? No, no, we Not didn't get all. weight. And I mean, there Thank were God. different. There were college lots of girls? different body types on the team. Right. That's I mean, what I've some seen of the too. girls were way more athletic, and I mean, there just wasn't that kind of pressure. Right. Right. Because you've like designed your own costumes and stuff, like. There is now a trend, I think, going on in the NFL where they're trying to be more conservative in terms of, like, our uniforms and what we're wearing. Mm -hmm. And they're starting to me to look a lot like college cheerleading uniforms. Like, the Patriots, they even have signs. There were some pictures in their, like, photo gallery of the girls lifting up signs that say, like, To me, it's the, like, skirt with the tennis shoes. Yeah. That's very, like, college. It seems collegiate. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Where it's, like, no, NFL should... Like, kind of have boots. Or something that gives... I just feel like the style is, like, blending and moving in the wrong direction. Do you yeah. have an opinion on that? I should have showed um, you some photos ahead of yeah, time. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I I need to see some of these. Cause... Hold, please. <laughs> so we just had to break it down real quick and show Lindsay a few of these pictures. And, you know, we're one big cheer family. I can't imagine that the Patriots cheerleaders really, really love it. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to wear what they tell you to wear. But, mm-hmm. so, you know, sorry in advance. We were showing um, pictures of the Patriots cheerleaders' uniforms, and I can't remember the other teams that I was starting to see. I'm like, oh my god, this is a trend that's like picking yeah. up, right? But we showed you the um, very tennis skirt, grease lightning feel, yeah, and then turtleneck, yeah, it's turtleneck, and then the I fact that they're wearing skirts with tennis shoes mm-hmm. and and not boots or and the skirts have those pleats that are very reminiscent of like you said even high school high school, school, high school cheer yeah. that was my high school cheerleading outfit it doesn't feel professional like a professional squad it feels more collegiate or high school and i wouldn't feel sexy dancing in that you yeah. know like i i just wouldn't i wouldn't love it i mm-hmm. wouldn't either i mean and this is something that you know we keep floating around in terms of mm-hmm. topics on our our podcast and i personally because i've fully believe in sexy you know <laughs> I mean it's just our right as women to feel how we want to feel in our bodies and in our skin and in what we wear it's not for anybody else it's not yeah. for the guys it's not for mm-hmm. any of that it's yeah. for ourselves. but I'm getting you know? a little like I know the NFL has been like in a lot of trouble and there's some things that absolutely need to change but this for it to skew in this direction where it's like we're gonna put you in some freaking potato sack kind of outfit just because we don't want to sexualize you or you to be this overly sexual image and we're going to try to go family friendly like I don't like that crap no I don't like that either that's like that's like like saying you know like how in I guess in middle school when there's pool parties they make the girls wear like the t-shirts over their swimsuits like that you know that's not not really going in the right direction either Mm -mm. that's telling you that you need to cover your body up and be ashamed of it exactly don't like that don't make yourself look sexy so that then men you know men will leave you alone right we're going the wrong I mean I think we're just overdoing it a little bit we had to ask Lindsay because she 
obviously designs. <laughs> I was so curious, like, if you liked it. But no, I, I definitely like the sexier look. I feel like as long as you feel comfortable dancing yeah. in it and you aren't going to pop out of it, right. then you know skin is fine showing skin is fine it's just like you just want to feel comfortable there were definitely some costumes or outfits that I'd worn throughout the years where I was like oh my god yeah (laughs) yeah even the top sometimes I mean I had to re-sew our snap on probably like 20 times yeah it wasn't very secure (laughs) secure unless you just have like mosquito bites it just shouldn't have have opened in the front let's just say it should have opened in the back back. that way if it popped open like you'd be You'd, You'd be covered. covered. Yeah. That's a great point. See? That is so Design true. Design tips, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you had a similar experience in terms of auditioning for Seagulls before yes. you made um, the squad. Can you talk us through that? Because I remember your first year. Yeah. And you and I, I danced yeah, with each other. You yeah. were my partner. And but we, first, what, like, from college, how did you hear about Seagulls? And, yeah. like, what were you like, oh, I want to do that next or try it? Well, I, so, um, one of our friends on the squad that was a seagull, Laura, hello, Laura, (laughs) she was a crimson girl with me. And so I knew her in college and then, um, she's a year older than me. So she tried out for seagulls after she graduated and made the team. And that's kind of what got my attention. I was like, Oh, that looks like a lot of fun. There's something Mm -hmm. after college, you know? And so I started to audition right after I graduated. Okay. And I didn't make it the first two years, and I did the third year, and... She kept making it to yeah. finals. So <laughs> I made it, yeah, out. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I Your kept making it to finals. and everything. Yeah, I, so made my, I made my little tops. I tried really hard. I went to, like, all the workshops. I even did the intensive workshop. And, did you, oh, you did? What was that like? Did you get any it like, was, specific enough feedback, or was it, like, I did it twice, actually, because I really, I really wanted to make that team. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I did How it my second it? year. It was, like, $100. Okay. Yeah, it was $100, and it was, I think it was maybe two hours. I can't remember because it was longer. Okay. Um, there was a session where you learned to dance and you got like individual feedback and everything. And you killed it and nailed it. So what did they say? <laughs> right. Like, right. Go ahead. And then there was like a portion where they bring in a former seagull or a current seagull and they talk about the look and the makeup and like oh kind my. of how okay. you should appear when you're auditioning. And they give you like tips and how to style your hair and how to do your makeup. And oh my goodness. What to wear, I guess. In hindsight, was that accurate? Um, I mean, thinking of the people that they chose to mm. come in and represent like what you should have looked like. Yes. It was. Okay. <laughs> do you, did you find the intensive helpful at all? Or were you like, did you feel like you made it for some other factor? Do you know what I mean? I feel like um, it was definitely helpful. I probably didn't need to do it two years in a row, but I was like really trying to to put your face out there. You know, I should have proved that I wanted it and I was serious about it. So I think it was definitely worth it because, I mean, that gets your face out there for sure. They'll remember you at auditions if you were in that small of a group because I think there were maybe like 10 or so girls. Yeah, it was small. small. So we were, you know when you see kind of like the hopefuls, cause I mean, I think it makes sense when I think about like people who are auditioning and doing it over and over again. And then like the, the wider pool who might be trying, were there any people inside of the um, intensive workshops where it's just kind of like, Oh man, they didn't really don't have any hope. <laughs> I, I sound like so weird for saying that, but like, I'm just fascinated by people like charging money to kind of give critique yeah. and try to just without them basically saying that, this is the program for you. Yeah. Well, I honestly was probably so focused on me that I don't remember who else was in those with me, but to kind of speak to that, thinking of some of the girls that like kept getting through to finals that they weren't Mm -hmm. letting on the team. I was like, you know, at some point you either need to tell them why they're not making it, what they need to change to make it, or you need to kind of inform them that, I would or not, not let them into finals. Or yeah, that's or not like, yeah. like last right. step. Not let into so, finals. Yeah. If like, you're not liking their looks, it's so heartbreaking. Yeah, stop doing it. Stop yeah. giving them false hope, you know, because we made it to finals every year, too, that we auditioned. So mm-hmm. that's what always brought me back. Right. Was like, mm-hmm. I made it so close. Yeah, you're like, I'm almost there. Yeah. Maybe next year. But... I didn't just make it to first round. They're like, you nasty. Bye. You know, <laughs> right, like, right. But you're right. Because of the way that our audition process was structured, where it's just those two people probably giving feedback at first mm-hmm. in the first two rounds. It's like, if you put me in finals, I'm going to think like there's hope before mm-hmm. I'm in front of the regular, the larger judging panel. It's yeah. like these people might want me. Yeah. But yeah, it just seems really awkward to kind of lead people on. You're yeah. leading people on. No, I know. 
good. I, honest feedback, I think, goes a long way. And it's just that um, you never want to discourage anyone from having their dreams. And if they want to show up 10 times in a row, I mean, so be it. But mm-hmm. it's just kind of, it seems like it'd be fair. Like, I don't know if people do try to reach out for content or for feedback and then they don't get it. But it just seems like it'd be nice if you're seeing somebody over mm-hmm. and over again to be able to provide some really... yeah. Honest and helpful feedback. feedback. Yeah. And to touch on something else that you said is how not like it's not self-absorbed, but you really are. It doesn't matter what status you're at. If mm-hmm. you've been on the team one year, haven't made it, you are so focused on what you have to do. Uh huh. You Laser know, so focus. you're not yeah. thinking about yeah. Because if you start to look at the other people around you, it's, it's so easy to get intimidated. It oh. totally is. You yeah. start oh. counting. Oh, how many returners are coming back? Yeah, and doing the math. Who are these new girls? And... Like, I, you can't think about that. Like, you, you can't. have to be in your own little. It bubble. is rain phase. But I always kind of thought that when I hadn't made the team, I was like, oh, you know, some of the veterans aren't very welcoming. But that's not their job that day. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get their spot back. Right. So that's just so kind true. of like a note to people who are auditioning. They're you know, they're probably even more stressed out more than stressed newcomers out. because they're they've been on the team and right. it's like you know, know not only losing. is it like yeah they know what they're missing out on but they also there's that just that embarrassment if you don't make it back it and yeah. you know it's people have been watching you it's all even year. worse for them because people know who they are and so yeah. I mean it's definitely it sucks, not yeah. about trying to be cold or unfriendly to right. people it's you know there's more at stake it's on the you know it's, right it's so competitive like i don't it think is. people you know maybe because of the dallas cowboy cheerleaders show people are getting a taste of what some of the auditions processes are like but it's like it is very intense and i definitely mm-hmm. have my blockers on like i yeah. wasn't thinking about anyone like you said i didn't want to look at somebody to do like a triple turn because i was like, i can't do that because <laughs> yeah. you're like oh god yeah <laughs> No, but it's just like you really totally have to think about like what you're bringing to the table. And it was just like I'm bringing what mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, was something that you weren't going to get with anybody right. else. And you have yeah. to kind of have that confidence walking in. Yeah, like you said, um, it, every setup was different kind of every year. But there was plenty of years where you watch everybody else go. So you're sitting there and you're watching oh, and oh, for especially the low, the the earlier rounds. Yeah, are you oh, talking right. about the, the first two rounds? Yeah, yeah, but then they started doing it where like two at a time would go into the studio at VMAC. Oh, remember? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't think we ever I had to never, go through that process. Yeah. Um well actually I did my year coming back, but mm-hmm. um and you see like the director light up for certain girls mm-hmm. and you're like, She got it and of mm-hmm. course they do or whatever. You yeah. know, so it's just, it is intimidating it's just to add to that. Totally. It's like, auditions. it's hard to sit there and watch because you're thinking about what you're doing and like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I don't want to mess up. And how am I going right. to, how not, am I going to execute this? Yeah. And then and you're, you're watching in. the people go and you're like, oh. oh crap, she's better than me. She's better than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was there oh. anything that you could see from, or just for yourself know that you did or didn't do in the prior years in terms of not making it or that you know that you brought that year that you did where it's like that's why I made it this time I think performance wise coming from like a studio background when you perform like a contemporary piece Mm -hmm. it's not like smiley and big and you know like it's Mm. it's very subtle and so my facial expressions were always subtle even through college I smiled but it was never like a huge performance. Got it. And, you know, I learned kind of throughout that process that that's really important. You know, you mm-hmm. need to be able to present to the people that are way back in the 300 levels. So I think that was probably one of the things. Mm-hmm. I was always too chicken to ask for feedback. <laughs> <laughs> and I also did not know how to do my makeup that first year. But, you know, oh, I learned. I remember, yeah. you know, I had a, a veteran kind of help me out with tips for makeup and mm-hmm. I came back and I thought I really brought it the second year, but you know, I didn't make it. So. Oh, <laughs> but I remember the third year, um, I just felt so much better about my performance. Good. I just, and I had a good time when I was out there. Right. It just felt That's different. so important. Because you are, like, at least for our process, you are dancing in front of, like, maybe eight to ten judges that are off to the side of you, on either side, to the left and to the right, mm-hmm. and then dead in front of you is just this huge video camera because they're doing a live webcast, and so you really have this like awkward setup in terms of who you're even looking at and making eye contact with. And it's with. quiet. It's like, oh, bring it on. You get down your <laughs> No clapping. No clapping. No like, woohoo, get no it, girl. Feedback, nothing. Nothing. Because it's a live broadcast. That's so. yeah. the other thing though. Oh. My my third year, I remember I was like in that interview process because mm-hmm. there's interviews before right. final auditions. And I was like, I need to find out like what I need to do to make this team. So I remember asking our director and being like, um, like, where do I look? Because it's very confusing. You know, I was like, do I look in the camera? Oh, do I yes, look at the judges? Mm-hmm. And she was like, honestly, 
all three like you should be alternating between all three and I took that advice and every year and actually mostly looked at the judges mm-hmm. I made yeah, sure I made eye them. contact with every single judge because it's that way like you're connecting with them you know like yeah. you're having like that human connection for that even just a moment and then and that, they were they're more likely to remember you and True. that's what makes them smile at you when you're performing I think when you talk about like the point and purpose of cheerleaders like yes you're not going to like necessarily connect with fans in the 300 level or 200 level or even Mm -hmm. I mean shoot the Mm -hmm. 100 level but our job and our role is to kind of like engage and like if I'm looking at you then I'm expecting you to look at me and enjoy what I'm like giving to you and there's like this give and take and exchange and you know if left unless you're trying to like pan everybody as you're performing at least for auditions you're definitely if you're zoning out in front of that camera, it, it I can't read I well. definitely did that the first two years because yeah. it's just easy to have a spot straightforward to yeah. look at. You know, yeah. you're less nervous. But then you're not connecting with anybody. Yeah. And I remember like watching back my audition the year I made it and being like, wow, my head's like all over the place. But... You know, it was a good thing. Yeah. I was looking at everybody. And I remember like moments you can see on my face when my face lights up a little more because yeah. I made eye contact with that's somebody. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely part of it. Because I mean, that's part of, like you were saying, part of being at the game. Like you're connecting with fans that are in front of you and mm-hmm. stuff while you're performing. See? Yeah. I remember one year though, there was, it was the year I didn't make it. I was trying to get this, one of the judges to smile at me so bad. Like I probably looked psychotic, <laughs> but I was like, smile at me. And she wouldn't. And so like, I Aww. knew in my soul, I was like, I didn't make it. Cause that Aww. one judge wouldn't smile at me. Like, why Aww. would you smile at me? If I'm smiling yeah. at you, I expect you to kind of smile back. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Screw that judge. I know, right? <laughs> what you had a pretty yeah. epic first season, wouldn't you say? Yeah, my rookie season was Super Bowl 48. It was crazy. Like, the whole season, I mean, we won every game at home. Yeah. It was amazing. It was, it was crazy. Those days. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was, it was crazy. Because, I mean, and not to, I love my kooks so much, but we were really not great when I was cheering for them. So, mm-hmm. it was, you know. Mostly losing games. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really, really used winning to that. Team, to, go, to go from that to all of a sudden, like, winning every game and suddenly being Super Bowl contenders, it was crazy. It was an insane year. Who did you guys play when you... I should know all this, but I was such a hater. Um, <laughs> who did you guys play to go, like, that... The Niners. the Niners. Really? The 49ers. Oh, yeah. that's such a good game. It Same was because we're such year. big rivals. We were right. such huge rivals because we were both really good that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. That's so oh, crazy to was have Was that the Thunderstorm game too? Or was that a different game? Well, that's what... I, so I talked about that and I don't... See, I, I told you I wasn't remember. there. I feel I like it was the Thunderstorm game. Freaking... Did you get was to go inside? <laughs> we did. We did. See, I, got got to go to I got to go inside. I got to go inside. stuck in a goddamn I don't corner. remember what corner I was in, but... <laughs> that was such a frustration. Coming back to that locker room and seeing you guys like all glamorous while we look like wet dogs was like, Aww. I hate you all. I hate you all. Because it was a while. Yeah. We were in there for a while. It was... It sucked being stuck out. But yeah, but that was an electric, crazy, crazy, crazy year. To have that as your rookie year, like, did you, like, it, aside well, it was from the hard because yeah. it set the bar so, so high. high. Like, I when, you know, like we that. went back to the Super Bowl the next year and we didn't win. I was like, oh. Yeah, tell it me about hard. it. That was my year back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so but, depressing. But, you know, it was a really amazing way to start off the, the year, yeah. the career, the career of a seagull, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you also had, because we're talking Super Bowl, <laughs> yep. and we don't, I don't think we've ever like quizzed the crap out of you to get the That's whole so story true. from the beginning to the end. So no pressure, but we want you to break down the epic moment that happened at the Super Bowl. Not only do we win. Mm-hmm. Yes. But uh, what happened, Lynn? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> you some backstory. Like, yes. Just give us everything. So I guess um, what happened was the day of... Um, I found out like last minute that my boyfriend was Mm -hmm. flying to the game. He kind of just like told me really last minute that he was coming to the game. There's this tiny little part of me that's like, oh my gosh, like, is he going to propose to me at halftime? (laughs) Oh, you thought that? (laughs) I thought he was going to like get on stage with Bruno Mars. Heck yeah. I don't know. I didn't know how it worked. I was like, oh my gosh, he might might propose to me at halftime. And then, you know, halftime comes and we're shoot into the locker room. I know. Okay, so I did not get to like be out there. We didn't get to watch the halftime performance. I made sure to ask the next year. I was like, we get to watch halftime, right? She was like, uh, okay. So we yeah. totally saw Lenny Kravitz. So we could have? I don't know. Oh, my God. I thought that it was <laughs> they, like They shoot us into that locker room. Okay. Yeah, yeah they sure, shoot us into was, the locker room. I, I don't was... think the Broncos cheerleaders were out there either. They better okay. not have been. Bruno maybe had a request. But I, I remember, like, being a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I was obviously thinking about how great the team was doing at that point. So did you know that he was going to propose just in general? Like, Uh, did you have a feeling? Did you guys talk about it before? I had, like, a weird feeling. We hadn't talked about it much. Okay. I had a weird feeling because, like, a bunch of weird little things had been happening on that Mm -hmm. trip. Like, I remember when he dropped me off at the airport, he was like, oh, um... I forgot to get you your birthday present before you left because my birthday was actually on Super Bowl. See, um, so that's epic. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> the most epic story ever. And yeah. I like went into the airport and I like said something to some of the girls and I remember I saw a strange look happen between two of them and I was like, hmm. Maybe that was they know weird. Something. That was weird, yeah. And then like after that, I don't remember. It's a crazy week. I it mean. was a really crazy oh week. And then he like um so he included me on this message between him and his mom that was kind of cryptic on accident oh. it was talking about being at the game and how he was going to tell me he was here and i was like oh something's happening and so then he texted me and told me he was there but then nothing happened you know oh, right. and after yeah. halftime i was like it's well not it's not happening you know yeah. maybe it'll happen like when i get home and you guys were killing it so you weren't even worried about yeah, the no, game no no as soon as yeah. like the game was over i was like ecstatic yeah and we were all hugging each other and oh my crying gosh. and the we confetti. were all listening to confetti. did i say confetti <laughs> confetti <laughs> yeah no i wasn't thinking about it at all i'd completely forgotten that he was even there so no like seriously did I you was, see him during the game no he was like way up Okay, the, okay. In the 300s, probably, yeah. but... Um, and we're doing our, like, victory lap, yeah, right? Yeah, so we, we were, we're on the field partying for, for like, forever. a full-on... I hate you guys. Half, I'm sorry. No, but tell me. You were partying <laughs> and having just so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> we were, no, we were down on the field because they were all giving their speeches. Like, we were down there for a long time taking pictures. Yeah. We were oh. probably on the field for, like, half an hour. Uh, no, no wow. joke. And so then we started to, like, go around and high-five the fans. All of a sudden, there was, like, a little bottleneck in front of me. And some of the girls were, like, stopping. And they were, like, like oh, oh. And I was, like, what's going on? And I see this man just, like, decked out in the Skittles outfit with face paint. What do you mean, Skittles crazy outfit? Hot. Describe, Describe it. not Hawks fans. We yes, gotta break down so... So Marshawn Lynch, when um, when he was on our team, was always eating Skittles on the sidelines. So that was like the big thing. The fans mm-hmm. would like throw Skittles. Oh, and he would slowly throw them. Yeah. So like during the playoffs, my my boyfriend started to make this crazy outfit, like hot gluing. He'd be like bowls of Skittles lying around, <laughs> and I was getting mad because I was like trying to get skinny for playoff games. And like we had candy in the house at all times, and he's like hot gluing this outfit together, and I was getting so irritated. Finally, you know, like after we found out we were going to the Super Bowl, he's still working on it. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, he's like, oh, I'll wear it to some party around town. I was like, you don't need to be working on this right now. Get these out of the house. (laughs) I was actually kind of mean about it. And so then I like I see this outfit because I hadn't even seen it finished yet. I see this crazy outfit and this man like leaning over the railing and he's like, where's Lindsay? Where's Lindsay? And he has this tiny little box in his hand. Oh, (laughs) And like, honestly, he didn't even open the box. I started bawling. Oh, I was like, did you snatch one of his hands? Like, thanks, babe. (laughs) No, I I, like didn't even like stop to look and make sure it it wasn't like earrings or a necklace or something. (laughs) Who would do that? I started bawling and then he like opens it. He's like, will you marry me? And And this is all over the railing, Yeah, it's like, I'm like five feet below him probably. Because it's this huge drop. Because it's a long drop. Yeah. 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 So I was like quite a ways below him. And I'm just looking up at it and I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so then like, thank God one of the girls like steps in and like takes some action. She's like, do you want a boost so you can give him a kiss? And I was like, yay. Stephanie R.H. Oh, my yeah, gosh. that is so. Cheap. She boosted me up. I was like, "Thank goodness," because I was just standing there like a chicken with my head cut off. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Again, you're always on. You know, it was always told, "Don't obviously like give kisses to your man." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no. So I mean, that all went out the window. Like she boosted me that. up. Good. We kissed, and um, luckily our choreographer was there, and she snapped some pictures on her phone. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had any pictures. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. So she sent me those pictures. I just got a couple, but they're amazing. That is so yeah, dope. and then I like come away. There's a couple pictures of me with like face paint on my chin. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> I know. I was like, and I was just bawling. So but... then, yeah, you have to go back inside. What yeah. happened? Was all the girls like, all the squealing? girls were freaking out? Oh, like so cool. It was crazy. And job I totally thought that like um, our coach was in on it, and she wasn't at all. Like she right. had no idea it was going to happen. But right. but yeah, that was just. And you actually how... were asked to kind of keep it quiet. Yeah, for a few years. So this is like your first yeah, tell-all revealing story. I never really got Truth to like behind the phones. Open and why is that? We we have our episode new rules. Anything around social media because you were 
a cheerleader at the time. I couldn't share. And then you couldn't share. On her, she couldn't share on her personal. So imagine, you know, you get it proposed, you're engaged, and you're trying to spread the word. It's such an awesome amazing Time. moment yeah. and you can't even like I know it was hard that. but you that couldn't sucks. post it on your like I couldn't post it on my Seagull page because you're not supposed to share personal information and so True. you know the pictures I had were of us kissing I get mm-hmm. that but then I also had a picture um King Five was there mm-hmm. um and they grabbed a picture of me with my ring and the girls around me and I was like oh I really want to share it so I did reach out and ask if I could share it and I definitely got a hard no oh wow <laughs> so yeah. I, I had to keep it quiet and that was do you have that photo I do have the picture okay I want to see I don't think yeah. I've seen that one yeah no I've posted I posted that one like maybe like a year ago so okay, I've I'm only looking. just gotten around to posting these right. after I've been off a team yeah and it's all after the fact and so yeah, I mean, like everybody was over the moon and excited, but I definitely was not allowed to. But it's just talk a little frustrating it. when you see all these videos of like you know these girls getting proposed to on the field or yeah. something, right. and, and you're like, all that the time. is so cool. It's all I mean, it could time. probably totally blow up, and then like every game there's a proposal, but it's a little you know. I mean, for all of that work that Devin put into the proposal yeah. and like the expense of getting to New York for the freaking Super Bowl. Oh, he was and... in and out in the same day. I mean, oh my god! It almost didn't happen because we were on the field for so long. He had to catch his bus. He oh. left. He actually okay. So this is part of the story I didn't say. He like went down to the front and was waiting and waiting and finally he's like, I need to get back to the airport. So he oh left gosh. the stadium, almost got all the way back to his bus, and he's like, I'm gonna try one more time. So he turned back he around. Was, he was they able to let get him back in. in. <gasps> That's that insane. Was, that would I, like never happen. Yeah, it know? was crazy because yeah. he full on left the stadium because he thought he was gonna miss his flight. And then, oh. but no, like he was he was able to get back in oh and gosh. come down and like somehow he was on the side of the field that we were high-fiving like right because that was like clear on the it was like serendipity side. it was yeah, crazy it was that it was crazy sure. that it actually was able to happen because then you know, also if we hadn't won like he wouldn't have oh, been able to get down there and that's right. he wouldn't have wanted to do it at that moment so, <laughs> right. outfit for so yeah it was all like <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> but i so mean beautiful. all the girls were really really supportive and it was it was great yeah it why did my guy propose in the woods okay no i'm just kidding <laughs> Yeah, I'm totally being a shithead. Oh my gosh, that is such a cool story. So yeah, a lot of people can say that they were proposed to at a a wedding Super Bowl on your freaking birthday, rookie year, like Skittle suit, Skittle suit. Dude, yeah. I know it was my birthday. So has too. life sucked since? So I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Down. I'm like, honey, you have a lot to live up to, yeah. right? Um, no, it's been good. We've been married for a little over three years now. Oh, so goodness. crazy. Your wedding was gorgeous. Oh, Absolutely was. Yeah, it was so fun. But yeah, it was like okay. the craziest thing that's ever happened. So that definitely, when I say that, that first year set the bar high. <laughs> right, I was about to say. So what, what influence, so you did three more years after that mm-hmm. then. Um, what would you say was just like the greatest part of being a pro cheerleader and kind of like the biggest challenge? I think the greatest part was getting to professionally dance in that mm-hmm. capacity you know mm-hmm. like having that as my stage was amazing I never would have pictured that for myself growing up you know I was mm-hmm. always so focused on like the theater stage you know but oh, that was okay. never something I saw myself doing but I never knew how much I would love it until I did it mm-hmm. it, was, it was great it was a good experience and of course like the relationships that you form on the team right. I never expected that either like I knew I'd probably make friends but I had no idea that I'd remain such close friends with you guys That's like true. after the fact that's, That's something true. that I wasn't counting on. Yeah. Especially yeah. when I joined, um, I wasn't the oldest at the time in my rookie year, but it was just kind of like, I didn't think of this as like an extended family or that mm-hmm. I would form bonds that are like, that are going to last well beyond the program. You know, it's it's so crazy. I know. Because it's not something I was counting on. I wasn't sure. You know, you get 30 some odd women together. You, who knows how much you'll really like each other or not. And, and if it was just going to be like flaky and superficial, but... But no, you definitely form those. Yeah. I mean, there's those people that you click with yeah. just really well. Like yeah, our little pedestrian group. I know. Yeah. Our people. Um, but what was the most challenging part? I think definitely the the standards that we were held to, like with weight and appearance. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, I struggled with weight my first year. I was I was like you, Brittany, mm-hmm. where I volunteered as a tribute to lose like five pounds oh. my rookie year. Oh. Cause, rookie year too? Rookie year. Because I was like, oh, I would feel better if I was lighter. And so I struggled with Which every is so way. shocking to me because I feel like you've always had a great figure, well. you know? <laughs> Honest. I mean, Seriously. like, again, we're our own worst critics I mean, we all, so much. We all fluctuate. 
weight and my body like wasn't naturally at that weight Mm -hmm. to begin with and then I was trying to maintain that and it was just it was hard it's a struggle it's mentally yeah everything's so hard yeah yeah no that was a huge challenge and just like learning to balance everything Mm -hmm. you know like life work having a life outside of seagulls like it was it was tough yeah you get you get adjusted and you get used to not being able to do anything. <laughs> right? Not seeing anyone. That, not yeah. seeing anybody but your seagull family. That's right. <laughs> so true. Because oh that's gosh. how I get sometimes in the thick of the season. Like, you just are are spread so thin. My, and my friends would tell me, like, when you're in seagull mode, like, you're, you're just kind of, like, not available. Mm-hmm. Like, we know it's that true. you're there for us and, like... Our friendships intact and everything, but like the thing we I love hanging you. out with you guys so much. Yeah, so <laughs> but no, that's Made a good better. point because yeah. I've actually this is like sad. I'm not going to go into it, but I've yeah. lost some friends because they weren't understanding like yeah. how much time it wasn't that I was choosing to cheer over them. It's just like right. literally, it's a huge time commitment. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to be job. able to drive an hour back home right. to hang out. You know, yeah. I got and, practice. Yeah, I mean, I know that dynamic in the friendship yeah. changing too because I think because they would see me in pictures with. All of my, you know, right. seagull friends are thinking, well, you have some time free time yeah. and you're hanging out mm-hmm. with them. And, um, you know, it got, it got awkward because right. we were just conveniently always in each other's mm-hmm. space or life. It could be like we're, we're taking a picture because we're all eating together. Yeah, after, after weigh in. Right? <laughs> or put some Sally Hansen or on like, my back. I can't read. Or you're going you know? out to dinner for your first meal of the day after a game. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that kind of stuff. It yeah. wasn't like a... But, you know, it definitely gets to be a lot to manage. So, yeah. like, this is the Where Are You Now episode. So, like, yeah. talk us through, like, what inspired you to um, retire? Like, a lot of, you did four years. A lot of girls will go for that fifth year. You get yeah. a stone in your ring. I know. Um, it's like a book. That was hard to give small. that one up. <laughs> um, what was it about the timing? Like, what, what went into your decision to retire? I really had found that, you know, I was being held back in my career by continuing to do this like I was missing promotion opportunities and advancement and I just wasn't really able to go further you Mm -hmm. know think long term yeah which like while I loved doing seagulls it wasn't going to be my bread and butter so I knew I kind of had to start making work a priority got it and so that was one of the big driving reasons but the other was just that like I have all these other passions and things that I want to do and care about that I had to put on the back burner you know you just want to extra time to do anything else aside yeah. from working and seagulls so yeah you're trying to go to burning man huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that was like during preseason so <laughs> never right, can make there's it so many things oh gosh i didn't even think about that like in terms of this traveling that you I mean, are so restricted in terms of travel mm-hmm. travel um, and uh, I mean, even travel for work yeah i remember i started a new job at the very end of my last year and travel was a huge part of the job and i had to have a conversation with our coach about potentially missing playoff practice like potentially we hadn't even like made it to the playoffs yet but I still had to have a conversation in advance and even though it was for work it was like a big deal right right. I might have to miss it didn't we go to Vegas (laughs) (laughs) we piggybacked on your work trip (laughs) but yeah it's kind of like hey so I might have something coming up that and it's kind of like a you have to choose this over work yeah. Always. Oh, yeah. I mean, Even though it's said in the rules, like, you could mispractice for work-related reasons, mm-hmm. that was not kind of really the impression upheld. that I got no. when I was... Well, you definitely feel like you're... Letting almost the team like, down. Yeah. Letting yeah. The team yeah. Being slightly And I didn't want to miss a playoff game. You know, like, that was the last thing I wanted to do, but I just started a new job, and they were asking me to travel, so I really didn't have a choice. Like, I had to put my, my regular job first. Right, because this doesn't pay our bills. bills. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was one thing that I wish, in hindsight, that we may, you know, could have touched on a little bit more with the Bitch Better Have My Money episode. Um, go listen if you haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that, you know, really what that sacrifice is like in terms of having a job, especially... I mean, because I think they can understand the seagull's excuse and be happy about it and cool about it for so long, but then it becomes like where your work might feel inconvenienced or mm-hmm. maybe other people are picking up some of the things that you're not available for yeah. or to do or what that really means for you where you're actually having to get work done after you get home from a late night practice mm-hmm. because you left work early and there was still stuff that isn't done. So it's yeah. like, it's a commitment and it mm-hmm. definitely can potentially hold you back from certain opportunities because you just aren't able to invest that Yeah. And I mean, I was still fairly fresh out of college when I joined. So I wasn't really established in my career yet. So I was still trying to 
build this career and figure out what I wanted to do and where I wanted to work. And it was just, it was limiting. So, and that was fine. I chose that for a while, but Mm -hmm. you know, at some point I was like, I have to pick, you know, like I can only do this for so long. I have to kind of finally start being more serious about my career and my future. And it sucks that we can't have both. Like Mm -hmm. not to keep harping on money, but I think to a certain extent, if we were able to be paid more to balance out some of that kind of like pros and cons if you're evaluating like what you're going to invest your time in Mm -hmm. i mean maybe it'd be a trade-off that's more worthwhile to make because you are being compensated in a way where even if you're missing out on the promotion opportunity this part-time job is actually helping you stack you know it's like play money but what if it was actually more substantial and you were able to save toward whatever your goals were even though you aren't moving up in your job in terms of salary but Mm -hmm. those are just some points that maybe people don't realize that we're actually having to deal with yeah so you decided this was probably a good time yeah Yeah. and I mean it helped that like the majority of you guys retired at the same time as me (laughs) no one wanted to dance with me you were like like one of the only ones that you know that was still continuing so it made it easier Mm because I had almost retired the year prior I remember that yeah Yeah. it was like a last minute I had week of auditions FOMO (laughs) I was one of those I was one of those girls I was like I'm not trying out I'm not trying out and then I show up I remember that I I can't miss out I have FOMO and I was like what is that okay get over there and dance I had the worst FOMO so I did it again and I'm happy I did it that last yeah, year. But, you always killed it. But yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't let that happen a second time. Because <laughs> yeah. then nobody believes you when you say you're done. Right, right, but, right. But no, I think it helped definitely that like other people were kind of done at the same time because then I didn't feel like I was missing out quite as much. Yeah, yeah I missed you guys my last year for sure. Yeah. So. I think it would definitely made a difference. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to get my fifth year that I was so adamant about getting, but it was without dancing with all of you guys... It just wouldn't have been I would have been like, normal. girl, you pushed it. Yeah. yeah. I For me, just because like Agreed. it would have been so different. Yeah. So, so different. Well, and something that I didn't touch on was it was also really strenuous on my relationships, you know, mm, like yeah. with Devin and with my family, like I was missing so much and so I was true. never home. Like he and I never got to see each other and, you know, he also got to see like the bad of everything you know and I'd be upset after like a bad practice or a weigh-in and you know and he saw me like waffling back and forth between going back or not that that second to last year or that last year um and so you know I had to kind of prioritize that too like you know I didn't want to sacrifice my relationships with my family and my husband to to keep doing this yeah you make such a good point about um because when you're going through it, it feels like the best time of your life, obviously. And then you're really never expressing that joy because you're kind of living it, right? Mm-hmm. But the stuff that's like the not so sexy part and the part that's difficult and challenging, when you're complaining about it mm-hmm. to everybody, people are like, well, why the hell do you do it then? Yeah. Like, if, like, you can't eat, Makiva, like ever. Like, why are you, know, like, <laughs> um, but it's just something that, you know, it's just our way of coping, I think. I mean, we have each other. We all know that we know what it's like mm-hmm. and we know that we appreciate the opportunity but also what its challenges are but you know i think from the outside everybody who cares about us it's seeing us stressing the hell out yeah um feeling down about ourselves for whatever reason and then they're just like i hate this program like when are you gonna be done Mm -hmm. i mean maybe they're you know oh yeah no no he was he was ready for me to be done long before i was ready to be done and he was supportive of me doing it that last year but i remember like there was like that one little moment even though i knew i was traveling for work now i couldn't do it again there was still that little part of me that's like maybe i can do it yeah (laughs) and you know he he was kind of that voice he was Mm -hmm. like you remember like what you've been putting yourself through and you're overworked and you know you just don't have enough time so you need to be done i was like yeah you're right well i always (laughs) would every year talk to my kids because I you know two kids are 11 13 but you know they were younger back then but it was just kind of like that was my during the off season mm-hmm. when they have me around a hell of a lot more and I'm all up in their that. business and you know we're, we're able to do things like travel yeah. or you know spend way more time together and so each time around auditions where I always would get that itch like literally 10 years I think total based on the years that I auditioned and the years that it took to make the team <laughs> like it was just kind of like spring comes around and I'm yeah. like ready to go yeah. like I'm like get your body right da, 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 da. and so I always would feel it but I, I mean I have my goal in mind but each year I would talk to my kids and just mm-hmm. say you know you kind of see we're I'm around more you know what do you guys think what do you guys think mm-hmm. and um they just I think at the right time thank god we were synced up in our years of when I wanted to be done and when they mm-hmm. were kind of over it um they were like I think this is 
this year be good. I think you're done. Well, that because they're seeing me like showing up at their school, like literally where I would broker with um, the director, like, hey, they have a school event yeah. and I'm catching like that first half hour and then I got to bail to make it to practice. And so there were moments where, there, yeah, yeah. where it was just kind of like, this they I knew my kids understood, but they're probably like, okay, this kind of yeah, sucks. it's still hard. Yeah, you know, totally hard. They want their mom around. You know, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, there's a lot of sacrifices you have to make. Yeah. So but. now that you are free, <laughs> free. what are you up to? Yeah. <laughs> where are you I now, Lindsay? I seriously don't even know where all that extra time, like free time, went. Yeah. <laughs> I still feel like very busy, but no, I've just been. Uh, I'm working now at Eddie Bauer Corporate. Mm-hmm. Been there for like eight months now. And I'm spending a lot more time sewing. I started an Etsy shop. Okay. Tell us about it. (laughs) It's called Dress to the Canines. It's so cool. And I'm just doing dog bandanas right now. Okay. But I would like to expand into like little... Hawaiian shirts for dogs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh bow ties That's and so you know, cute. all the works. I just think pets and clothes are the cutest things ever. Yeah. As you can tell, my pets are lying around here in their jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little Seahawks I know, I've jerseys. never seen a cat in a jersey. There it is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dog size. Really? I believe it. Fat, oh my gosh. She's so cute. Is she alive? <laughs> That's all she does all day. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just checking. She sleeps all day. But yeah, so I've been, um, I've launched that like late October and. It's yeah, really cute stuff. It's going well. Check it out. It's fun. I just, you know, I've always wanted, I always wanted to do something like that. And mm-hmm. I could never go beyond making stuff for myself just because I couldn't be reliable with the time oh, constraints. Okay. So I was like, why don't you just... I never made things for other people just because I didn't want to commit. Like, I'd had people ask me to help with Halloween costumes and such, and I just never... Because your Halloween costumes are commit. epic, too. They are. Totally oh, epic. Dang. That's, like, my favorite thing. I love making things, but, yeah, that was definitely something that I just mm-hmm. didn't have the time for, mm-hmm. so now I'm kind of refocusing on that mm-hmm. now that it's kind of taken the forefront. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, it's exciting. Well, good for you. I'm yeah. not seriously exciting to, like, launch something. Do you feel like... I don't know, just a little shy about it, or were you just like definitely always been wanting to do? I feel like I had been holding back, and I'd been using like seagulls as an excuse for so long because gotcha. I was busy, and then all of a sudden, like when seagulls was over, I just launched this, and I've been done with seagulls for a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. But I kept being like, oh, well, then you know, I'm I'm really busy right now. I have to wait. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> what is what is holding me back now? Like, I really mm-hmm. don't have an excuse anymore. So I really had to kind of make myself vulnerable and put myself out there and yeah. try something and it was like it was we're doing fun. with this podcast yeah, <laughs> I know it's, it is a little scary though it is scary. right totally. you just gotta do it really anything you want to do just, just do it start it yeah now, there's something know? different though about like putting yourself out there as a dancer especially if you've been doing it for so long right. I don't know I just have never been scared to do that mm-hmm. you know but when it comes to do you get that question a lot where people are like you dance in front of a million or people oh, like why are you shy or, oh you my know, gosh or like, yeah. why are you but then I can't timid? like I can't talk on camera to save my life oh my gosh <laughs> I develop a list we have a web we the foyer <laughs> That's like half my interviews. <laughs> I never did the interviews because really? I was so terrified. The worst part of auditions for me was the was. 30 seconds you have to answer that question in the microphone. Oh, God. I hated it. I would perform all day. I would perform naked. And I would like not be worried about any of that. But, but like speaking. speaking in public yeah. was hard for me. So, I mean, it's just putting yourself out there in different ways, right. I guess. Mm-hmm. It's scary. And, you know, putting my work out there that people hadn't really seen before. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's making yourself vulnerable in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's been a learning curve for us, mm-hmm. for sure, just with this podcast. And what do you think about, like, can you see this vision that we're trying to put out there of, like, cheerleaders being willing to share with each other? Because, I mean, we appreciate you sharing. And we have, like, obviously our friendship. But mm-hmm. do you think it's realistic that girls might feel more open to sharing when your whole time pretty much while you're on the team is like don't say anything yeah I think on the team it's hard because you want to speak up about things but you want your spot back right yeah (laughs) you know like I I can't imagine that it's easy to come out and speak about things Mm -hmm. while you're still involved with the organization but but I mean I would think especially in like this day and age with the me too movement and all Mm -hmm. the lawsuits like people are feeling more empowered to speak out and tell their story and yeah. I think it'd be really cool if more people came on and shared I know because we're like 
share, to share us. their experiences. Yeah, email us, whatever. Yeah, this is what is so beautiful to me about is just like being able to sit down with you and others and people from different teams and just kind of, and it's not to like bash anything, but just what's your experience? Like everybody's yeah. journey mm-hmm. as everybody a pro cheerleader different... is different. Yeah. Everybody has a different background, um, a motivation for becoming a cheerleader and like what connected them to that passion for and, and why mm-hmm. and for how long. And so I'm super stoked that you... Yeah, to yes. it was so Thank fun. You so much. Oh, I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thought for Locker Talk, right, that we would have you <laughs> give us your take on a few Locker Talk topics since yes. you are a fan of the show. Yes, you have heard a few of our. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. Our last Locker Talk, we're talking about protein farts. So, oh um, <laughs> yeah, feel free to join in on the convo, Lindsay. Oh, I mean, God. we. Touched on everything from uniform mishaps to like makeup trends yes. or screwed up things that we did with our makeup before yeah. knowing what the hell we were doing. Um, favorite songs that we danced <laughs> to or rules that you would change. Yeah. Give so us what you got. I remember uniform mishaps. Oh, there us. was one game where I'd forgotten to re-sew. I had pretty much had to re-sew that snap in the front of our top, like mm-hmm. every game. Because, you know, I, I'm a little bit chestier than some of the girls, and so there was a little more strain on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to. Mine was safety pinned for most of my, like, one of the years. Yeah. I just had to safety pin it together because it was going to come undone. Because it pops open. Yeah. So I remember there was one game, like, right before we performed a Touchdown City. And I just felt like something was off with my top. I had it on, and we were warming up. And I was like, I need to just, like, make sure... It's not going to pop open. So I started doing like little chest pumps. <laughs> and literally like on the second one, it burst open. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And so I had to like borrow somebody's top for Touchdown oh, really? City. Because you have no time. No, because we were out going there. out there. So I had to like throw on someone else's top. Oh my God. Once we came back, I had to like frantically sew the snap back onto my top. <laughs> but I'm just like, think. God, that I had the mind to dance. do that before going out there because that would have happened. And my, right, my clothes would have been out. Oh my God. So, Touchdown City, <laughs> I you never... don't know, is like this, this huge stage. It's like part of like the con- it's convention Wamu Theater, right? It's Wamu Theater, mm-hmm. but it's basically like the fan exhibition yeah. area, like lots of sponsor booths and fans everywhere. And there's a stage that we perform on. It's so slippery. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hated that stage. Yeah, it's like plastic, and you're wearing plastic, you know, costume boots. And so <laughs> the combined. Oh, you're so bad. Around. You're skating around. <laughs> oh, my and, gosh. Yeah. Thank God that did not happen. Oh, my right. gosh. Because so... that's almost worse than like. I mean, I don't know it's not worse than a game, I guess. But it's just so... Like, they're more in your face, though. The fans, right. like, yeah, the state that are right watching. There. There's more people that are paying attention to you. Right. And there's not no, at the game. Yeah. yeah. And there's... Yeah. Yeah. And there's I mean, no there's... easy escape route to get to somewhere no. where you can <laughs> no. get your life together. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> like, I, like, get PTSD just thinking about, like, oh. what could have happened. So, oh thank gosh. goodness. But, like, after that, I re-sewed that snap every single game, like, triple soda down because I was so scared it was going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, I also oh, caught, I caught my skirt a couple of times. I was going to say, did you ever trip or something? I, like, well, okay, run out there ah, and then fall. Yeah, whenever we did those little like <laughs> knee up kick things when we wore those skirts, I had it happen a couple of times where it pulled my skirt down. <laughs> there was one dance that we were performing in the end zone where at the very end we like did a leap to the ground and then we pop up and I full on couldn't get up because my <laughs> heel was stuck. So I was just like on the ground for the last move and everybody else was standing. And I like was trying to get my skirt off my heel so I could run off the field. And people like in oh, the no. stands where I could see them, they're like, are you okay? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was so embarrassing, but... You know, it happens. It happens, right? <laughs> you just gotta keep dancing or just stay on the ground until you. At just... least it didn't come off, you know. Like at oh, least yeah. I was just down there squatting, like I was pooping. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but God. yeah, 
Yeah, that was pretty bad too. Okay. Solo moment. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, too funny. Well, thank you for contributing to our yeah, Walker thank Talk. Thank you, Lindsay, yeah. for joining us. Tune in to our next episode. We have our episode called Swish Swish. We are interviewing an NBA cheerleader. Yay! Yay! So freaking excited. And you can hit us up on Instagram, Pro Cheerleading Podcasts, and Twitter on Pro Cheer Podcasts. We are everywhere. Facebook yep. as well. Yes. Can't get rid of us. I know. We're in your area. Until next time, keep, keep your eyes, eyes on the sidelines, baby. <laughs> <laughs>